This is a podcast aimed at those just starting out their journey in the vast world of IT. So we're talking navigating the world uh, of IT as a beginner, trying to break in into the industry uh, from how to, again, break in, climb the ladder, and everything in between, everything that goes with that. So uh, I'm your host, Pat. Hey, this is Dean here. How you guys doing? Dean over there doing his thing. And yeah, episode eight, Dean, uh, we, we aptly titled this one, The New Guy. So that was uh, that was a good call by you. Yeah, we did. It fits well with what's going on in life uh, at the moment. So I'm sure there's lots of new guys right now. So yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, new guys everywhere. So we figured uh, we we talk about it. And one of the other new guys is is me. I started a new job last Monday. Was my first day. So it is the beginning of my second week at my new gig. So. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we figured, well, I started a new gig, and uh, we might as well talk about uh, that's a nice segue into being the new guy on campus or being the new guy in the room. So, that was a great topic, and we're going to give it a, a good old college try and our best shot and just some things that we've uh, come across in our career being the new guy in the room and the do's and don'ts and what worked for us. So uh, just here to help you guys try to uh, climb that ladder and, and get over those uh, couple of humps of the first couple of weeks to, to get, uh, to get acclimated to your new, to your new joint. So, yeah. So I guess I will start out. It is a new gig for me. Uh, I've left uh, Rentakill, North America. So uh, I am now with a company called Venerable. They're a finance company out of uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania is their headquarters. It's about, um, okay. It's about an hour southwest of me where I'm at now. So I don't actually have to go in anywhere. I can work right from here, even after COVID. Uh, it is a fully remote gig. So that was a very, a very nice perk, if you will, that, uh, that attracted me to the, to the place. So that was cool. So, uh, looking forward to being remote and I'll probably have to go in, you know, maybe once, twice a month, whatever, but that's no big deal. I've traveled down there for, for other jobs in that area and whatnot. I was doing five days a week. So. Uh, the once or you know once or twice maybe even a handful of times down in that office uh, just to say hello and get my eyes on things and shake hands I'll, I'll i'll take that all day absolutely so what is it you've um transitioned into now like what's the what's the, what what's the official new title and what will you be doing right now Do you know? yeah so technically the new title it's senior cloud engineer specifically in the network space so where my uh, my gig now? I don't know if they have a network team per se. Uh, it, it's it, I guess it all falls under their their cloud team uh, since they are very cloud centric. So okay, so I'm just a network guy in the cloud team. I guess that, if that makes any sense to everybody. So um, same sort of responsibilities as like a senior network engineer kind of thing. But what I like about this gig is um, I'm not doing a lot of the break fix every day you know, people's hairs on fire kind of thing. I'm more strategic. So it's, you know, uh, what's, what's coming down the road in you know, a year, three years, you know, that sort of thing, newer technology, what's a fit, what's, what's not, you know, what to stay away with, uh, or I should say what to stay away from that sort of thing. So, uh, it's, it's a shift in mentality roles for me. So I'm, I'm excited to, 
to see what um, you know what this brings and get a little bigger picture uh, action um, and not so much in the trenches anymore, which is which is nice. Okay, excellent. And do you believe uh, that the reason for this role and that you're not so much sort of reactive or break fit as you sort of take it or put it um, is because you are in a cloud and that the nature of the cloud is more resilient as opposed to like traditional networking? Um, I, is it I think, that or is it, or, or is it more to it than that? I think that's a part of it. Um, I think, I mean, there still is, obviously you still have local connectivity at your, at each office, right? So you need network gear there. You need switches, you need, you know, firewalls, you need SD-WAN, whatever. The cloud's the other part uh, of that as far as, you know, as long as, as long as things are up in the cloud, everybody's, you know, fat and happy sort of thing. But I'm still doing, you know, somebody needs access to this or somebody, uh, somebody's not part of this group that they can't access, you know, file X or whatever. So still a large part, you know, still a lot of that or still getting used to that. Uh, the other part of it is we actually have an MSP that handles all the day-to-day break fix and does a lot of our monitoring. So that, that takes a lot of the load off of guys like me to, to do the big picture, 50,000 foot view type of thing. So I think, I think it's a lot of that as well. That's excellent. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the new start and the new, um, the, the new challenges that are, that are ahead. So, um, I hit the ground running. I got a great team there and they, they're, they're all over the country as well. So, uh, we're not, uh, so actually I think there's only one other guy that's in Pennsylvania where I'm at. The rest of them are, are, are spread all over. One's moving to Florida. My boss is in Florida. So they're, we're all over. So there's uh, no more, you know, no such thing as, you know, sitting in a cubicle and, and uh, typing away at the keyboard for eight hours. So that's kind of cool. So we're all remote, obviously, at the moment because of the COVID thing. So, uh, but uh, it's going to be a basically a almost permanent remote role for the time, you know, for, uh, you know, going forward after, after COVID. So, uh, so far it's been really good. So like I said, we've got a good team there and, and everybody's been real welcoming and uh, just trying to put my stamp on things. And you know, it's, it's a lot of information when you first take over a new role or you know, get, get a new role. Yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us about being the new guy. Like, how, how did yeah. that feel when you were uh, like your first day, for instance? I know it's, a, it's a, obviously being living through a pandemic. Uh, your first day is going to be a little different from, I don't know, a first day a few years ago. So like the norm, you could say, is yep. a little different now. What would you say? Obviously, you don't get those nerves of uh, meeting different people in the organization, but I'm sure there's something what's different or maybe made you feel a little unease or was there any of that? Um, I don't think there was any of that. I think there was, I think there was anxious excitement, right? So when you start a new, a new gig, it's always good to, you know, you always want to rip that bandit off and get in there and shake hands and, you know, kiss babies and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think it was a lot of nervous energy, excitement, anxiousness, that kind of thing. I mean, this is, you know, I think my third now senior network engineer role. So, you know, it, it was just, kind of taking a deep breath, taking a step back and saying, look, you know, you've been here before. The underlying technologies are still the network, but it's just a different coat of paint of how they do things, right? So, right. Um, you know, you have to have a little confidence in yourself and saying, hey, they, they hired me for a reason. They like my skills and, you know, X, Y, Z. So um, I, I didn't feel a whole lot of, you know, oh my God, like I'm the new guy in the room where I have to prove myself to anybody, you know, that sort of thing. It's just learning the environment and taking it one step at a time. And, you know, like I said, you know, if you got a good team uh, around you they and they, they're willing to help and, you know, kind of ease that pain or, or, you know, lessen that bridge, if you will, uh, I, I think that makes the transition a little smoother and, uh, you know, the nerves calm down a little bit. 
Yeah, nice. So have your um have you been assigned a mentor or someone assigned to work like closely with so when you're so that you're until you get more familiar with um their like procedures and processes? They did. He was basically the guy that was doing the network type deals in the interim while they were searching for for me. <laughs> so uh, he, okay. he he has other responsibilities, uh, but he basically was the guy that you know took the network by default while they were while they were looking for you know, to to fill the position. So uh, yeah, he's been he's been really good, and uh, I just uh, you know, appreciate his knowledge and and you know trying to get me up to speed and things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, so, so far it's been good and, and I've, I've been spending my time doing a lot of documentation and, uh, notes and, you know, things of that nature. So it's, um, it's, it, it's been a good week. And, and, you know, like I said, today's the start of the second week. So I think I'll, I think I'll stick around. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, it's good. It's good that you're taking notes. I definitely, uh, that's definitely a good tip of information, especially when you're training with someone or someone showing you, um, information or, important procedures or things on how to do stuff is I, I do think it's important to take uh good notes nothing more than annoying than asking someone the same thing over and over again when they've kind of showed it to you no i agree and 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 just as a tip out there um because it seems like these companies are you know they they're either in the microsoft space or the google space so previously uh rent to kill was in the google space so they were the they were a google shop so um, mail, docs, meet, hangout, whatever you want to call it, chat. Um, now this place is a Microsoft shop. So, uh, all, you know, Outlook yeah, and 365. Teams and all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, like I'm, I'm that, that's a, that's a nuance I'm learning that I wasn't expecting to, it, not that it's a hurdle, but it's, it's a change of, it's a change of culture in that aspect that you, you know, I've worked for two and a half years at Renekill in the Google world and now, I'm thrust back into the Microsoft world and after a few years and those few years, the, there was a lot of changes in the teams and outlook and where things are oh, yeah. and things of that if nature. You, so it's like, I'm learning it all over again. Yeah. Cause you're probably coming back from like Skype business. Cause I remember yeah. that a couple yeah. of years back and that was, it was simple. So it was really easy to use, but yep. some, it wasn't, didn't have robust features or not. It wasn't comprehensive like teams. So yeah, I totally agree with you. And yeah, coming from Google's just, kind of always been the same yeah yeah they're very standard in that aspect so it's yeah, yeah it's a, like i said i wasn't expecting to not that it's a hurdle or anything but i wasn't it's it's definitely it's added to the plate of trying to learn the environment and the culture at the new place now i have to learn i have to retrain myself to learn yeah i get the it. microsoft like side you <laughs> quickly like set a meeting up you have to yeah you have to think about five steps more because yeah like, oh how do i do it this way right yeah. Exactly. And the other thing too, like I guess teams, I don't know, it just uh, to me, and I say this two weeks in or a week in, a week in one day, and it just seems clunky in some aspects. Like in the Google side, it was very, it was chat. You knew what it was. Like within teams, there's like so much going on in teams. Like you don't know where to look and you don't know what, what features you're using versus what features you could be using, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm still kind of finding my way through, through that piece as well. So like, it, you know, for example, like at other places I've used like Slack or, you know, you and I, Dean, we use Discord for, for the chat for this, for this podcast and things of that nature. So, uh, it's very structured in that manner of, you know, channels and, you know, things of that nature. Teams has a little bit of that, but the, the layout is different. So it's hard for me to get around and to find things that it's squished you know, together. Yeah. It, it's, 
kind of clunky in that manner. So yeah, I agree. So I just you know for listeners out there, just note that you have to you know n- you're not only starting a new job with you're supposed to you know learn the environment, but the ecosystem, if you will, the IT ecosystem could also be different uh, as well. And the two big players out there, obviously now, are, like I said, Microsoft has been around for forever, and and Google, they've seen the sort of catch up in the, in the last couple of years. Again, like Dean said, it, they don't change a whole lot. You know, it's it's simple, it's clean, and and whatnot. But it seems to be making a dent into Microsoft's I don't know pie, if, if that makes any sense. So I think more companies are starting to lean towards the towards the Google model. So um, just know that there's different IT ecosystems out there, and that's just something else you got to account for. Yeah, definitely. It's not something um, again that's taught in a book or when your boss asks you to speak uh, far from me into a customer it's like you know yeah. what i mean how do you do that right. something yeah. i when i first started I, str- I struggled with stuff like that because i there is no i've not come across a comprehensive teams or google course yeah you can model through it and figure it out and stuff like that it's not difficult to do but when you've got 101 things going on in your plate and you're flustered it can like little things like that definitely overwhelm me so yeah I agree. Yeah, it's it's just a uh, you know trying to learn the environment and and kind of go from there. But yeah, so that kind of leads me to, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit today about you know being the, the new guy, new girl, you know that sort of thing. So you know, what are some tips that we have that we've experienced over our careers to try to make that transition easier and not to stick out like a sore thumb, you know, especially if it's your first gig, right? For your first actual IT gig. I think the biggest one for me is, and it's not so much now at the position that I'm at, right? So Dean, you and I are, you know, a little long in the tooth in our careers and we've been around the block a few times, but I think for, I think for people just breaking in, I think the best thing you can do in the first, I don't know, month, maybe month and a half is just sit back and just listen to what is going on around you and soak in as much of that knowledge and document whatever documentation scheme you want to use that makes sense in your brain. Do it that way for the first like month and just, just soak up that knowledge and just listen. I find people come in and they start to like hit the ground running and throwing out all these suggestions and all this stuff from day like two is like, oh man, like at the time at, you know, what you're trying to fix at the time that that was engineered that way there was a reason for it right so not necessarily it has to be done to what your to, to what the new guy's brain has you know had the idea in his brain but i think it's it's that ideology of just sitting back and listening and soaking it in and then after a month you've got all this information out on paper and documentation then look over it spew it over and then form an opinion after that because if you start talking a little too quick then it it could rub it could do a couple things it could rub people the wrong way you're trying to reinvent the wheel in a day and then the other part of it is there could be a backstory there that it was done that way because at the time the business needed x and we had to provide x so there's a couple of things there and i think just kind of taking a step back listening for the good part of a of a month or whatever it is whatever that time frame is and then stepping into your into that comfort zone and say, okay, I've learned enough about this company that I can now confidently say we need X because Y. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's really good. That's solid actually. I have memory now and then. 
I'm not I'm not right too often, but I'm 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 you know every now and then a, a blind squirrel find the nut, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And go so many different ways. Depending yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on how your <laughs> your mind works, I suppose. But um yeah, that's um no, that's solid advice, honestly. That really is good advice. Um definitely because I've seen people come in and they want to change something on day one and they don't really understand the environment or how things work, or you've not supported it or been on call, or you don't you've not really experienced you just not had the full experience or the understanding of why you should change your environment or so yeah I, I definitely agree with you in that aspect I think it's um it's definitely worthwhile just to sit back and just take in what they've done and then if you see areas improvement take it on later um I know when I first started Philips Healthcare they wouldn't let me touch anything for six months. I was in training courses, back to back, shadowing people. Uh, because we're regulated by the uh, FDA, sure. they, um, yeah, they're really hot on the newbies or new guys and girls like touching uh, sort of patient monitoring uh, systems and equipment and stuff like that until you're certified and you've had the appropriate training. So yeah, yeah I definitely get what it's like to just sort of uh, kind of sit on your hands. Just you are thinking about things but you can't actively participate and in some aspects that does get a little frustration frustrating when especially for me it was like a very long time where I really got to like started undertaking some projects on my own but yeah I definitely understand that there is an element to yeah you can't just come in and just change something that's been in place for a while like it's there for a reason kind of deal so right yeah, and I think I think that's a good point. I think especially in the industry that you're in, right? So, Dean, you're in the healthcare industry now. I'm in the finance industry. They're both regulated by their their own governing bodies, right? So, to change that, you know, there may be, you know, to change whatever you want to change, that may need to go up, you know, ten rungs of lad- of the ladder and get approved, and and then run to regulation and you know, things of that nature. So, you know, case in point, I asked before I started, I asked the boss, I said, do you guys like, what's your communication tool? Like, do you use Slack or do you use, you know, uh, anything like that? And he said, no, we don't really, we don't use that. We're we're pretty much a team shop all the way through. And I said, okay. And then he's like, he's like, we don't do anything cool like Slack. And I was like, well, is that by design or is that just because you just had lack of adoption? And he just basically said that, they just always use teams and that's where people are comfortable. And so to that point, like, again, I'm back in the Microsoft world. I have to use Visio for my diagrams. I haven't used Visio in like 10 years, right? Oh, I've always that, been. That must be painful. Because... I've always been in Lucidchart. Like, I love Lucidchart. That's 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 my go-to for any kind of um, diagrams or anything like that. And I asked if I could use Lucidchart. And he said, no, it's not an approved app because, you know, I don't know if it's because of regulation or whatever. So, um, again, that's a more of a learning curve of, okay, sit back. In other words, sit back, shut up, learn what other people are using, and then, you know, get your energy about you, get your ammo loaded up. And then when, when it's time to cut loose and, you know, you have enough wits about you, present your case. So it's very different from each industry to industry of what they're what they're using what they're allowed to use based off of governance or or you know uh, anything of that nature so that that's another good point that you bring up that you know you're almost in a silo in that aspect of you're forced to use product x yeah. because that's what the company approves 
what they approve, what, yeah, what they said, what governing body presides over them, whether that be uh, financial healthcare, like you said, yeah, it's just, um, it's very much like that. You're very tied to the tools you have. And, yeah. um, being in this game for a while, Microsoft is always, uh, been a front runner in that aspect. Right. Like they, they always seem to be around. You yeah. can't go. I, I know lots of people who don't who don't like Vizio. I personally don't mind it, um, but I know there's better out there. But you know what I mean. Vizio is always it's not the best, but it's always going to be around. For sure. It? It's like it's like McDonald's. It's not the best hamburger. Right. It's never going to die. Get, you get, yeah. Never going to die. You can get it in most countries in the world. Right. I, you know what I mean. It's pretty friggin' universal. Right. Yeah. No, I, hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I mean, I was in Vizio today, and it's not. You're right. It's not terrible. It's just. It's just something different. Like I haven't used yeah. it in forever. I was always. It's just very it. Microsoft wordy. It's just Microsoft way of going about things. It I is. Think. It is. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So, like Dean said, you're very kind of tied to the tools that you're given, and and you have to learn to 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 make the best of it. Yeah, or adapt. You know what I mean? If you got a if you got a new company car, and you went from an Audi to a BMW, you know what I mean? It's just one. Some people might prefer the BMW. Some people might prefer the Audi. Correct. Personally, I'd be happy with either one, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a car with free fuel, so I ain't gonna complain. No, (laughs) there is no bones about it. This way. (laughs) The other thing I thought about too, Dean, and I'd like to get your your thought on it is uh, as far as like. You know, your first day in there, okay, your first couple of days, whatever, you start meeting people, you start you start kind of get those communications going. Uh, I, I, I think you have to show that you're a, a good fit, right? Both from a technical perspective, what they hired you to do, obviously, and from a culture perspective of you're a fit that way. Because they're, I mean, today's age, they're almost, they, they almost carry the same weight as far as, you know, an actual job yeah i would say i would even say that the culture one carries more weight uh, yeah due to that yeah you could, if you're not if you don't fit in terms of the team in terms of your views like the yeah. way you work right um your personalities if that's a huge clash then you can't it's diff- very difficult to relearn that or reteach that that some people just inherently don't get on with others and they just see the world in a different kind of manner or way and it's just never going to work and that's fine the technical aspect, I'm not personally the older I've got. Before, it used to be all about the tech, how good you are and stuff like that. Now, I'm less concerned about that because there's there's always going to be someone really good at tech. And with people like those, you can always get those people to create procedures, show, teach, exchange information. Like you can always learn technical skills. You can't really learn. You can't really learn. You can learn it, but it's a lot. It's a difficult. It's more of a push to mm. teach someone how to be a team player or have their teammates back or go above and beyond. Those those skills are just I don't know. You, you kind of have those skills, or you or you don't. If you're if you're selfish in nature and you you don't care about your team and you're not up for your team winning, then how's a manager really going to coach you in that? I'm not saying it's impossible, but right. The hill's you know a lot I mean? larger. Te- yeah. Yeah. The hole's huge. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. like, if they're struggling on, I don't know, routing and networking, for instance, you could just put them on a course for that or ment- get them a mentor. And that's just, that's not very difficult. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the bridge is not that, 
you can always teach someone new skill sets like personality aspects of someone is just a bit it's a little bit more far-fetched that's therapy and all that sort of stuff and that's that's professional help which yeah <laughs> i'm not qualified yeah, to talk right. about right. Right. that's a whole other topic that's next week. precisely yeah <laughs> You're on your own on that one. Mate. Right. Yeah. Do your own research on that one. Guys. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I think I think I think you're right. I think the shift from technical wizard to cultural fit. It, it's always that that argument of IQ versus EQ, right? So what your yeah. soft skills look like versus your technical skills. And I think the the balance has actually shifted in the last uh, I'd probably say the last ten years, maybe somewhere in there. Um, yeah, that they're they're you know the EQ stuff holds more weight or holds. It holds more weight than it did uh, than the technical side, uh, that sort of thing. But, uh, it, you know, in that, so showing you're a good fit and that, you know, part of that showing the good fit piece of it is is creating positive relationships, right? With, with, For with, sure. With That's so important. It's super yeah, important. Absolutely. And I think it's important to just get that kind of, uh, uh, not stigma, but like energy, like just get that off the bat straight away. Just ha- be very positive. When I tend to be the new guy, just accept everything you get. Yep. Like if you get work and it might not be a part of your job or someone wants you to look at it or do it, just do it. Like yep. who cares? Just like it's, it's all learning right now. Yep. Just take everything you got and just learn as much as you can. Yep. And then tailor it to your specifications and don't come in and start saying, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that because that doesn't create a, positive relationship with no. anyone in an organization no, that's so, going to that's gonna get you on the blacklist pretty quick yeah and get people's backs up and so yep. yeah it's not that's not a good fit i think going in being open listening and just taking on jobs being inquisitive asking questions being proactive reading procedures looking at designs yep. um looking at technology how they triage and um problem solve things a good one I found was um, if the organization has a ticketing system, just read through past tickets that engineers have solved. Like you learn a wealth of information from just like going to the resolution notes. It's like the yeah, cliff yeah. notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one ever tells you this, but go to the cliff notes on a yeah. problem. Oh right my to God. The end. You lo- yeah. yeah. Go right to the end. You're just like, oh my God, that's how they fixed it. Or <laughs> that's how you, you learn a lot that way. So um most organizations have like platforms and stuff like that. I remember using Remedy STK uh, for a few years and there's, I'm sure there's uh, lots of different ones now. However, um, yeah, reading those notes are really, really uh, powerful information. I agree. So I think, I think positive relationships, building those, building that, you know, that rapport with your teammates and because it's, it's bound to happen, right? It's bound to happen that you're going to be at a pinch you're going to need somebody on your team and they're going to bail you out. And then, you know, but if you're a, you know, if you come in there as a know-it-all, if you come in there as, you know, kind of hard to work with and stiff and rigid, nobody's calling you back on a Friday at seven o'clock because you need a hand. Like that just doesn't. That's not the I way. They take it one set. For, they might even set you up. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let me let me unplug this as I walk out the door on a Friday. Precisely. Because yeah. they know you're on call. You're like, oh man. Oh, let's let's see how good he really is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. I've had that. I've had that. Yeah. 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 And I, I think the other piece of it is falling into some of the common mistakes that people make when they start at a new place. So, like, what have you seen? I've seen quite a lot. I've seen a bit, but I'm, seen, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you I've what, seen quite what, a bit. 
well, the first part of it, the first piece of this is sort of what we talked about with positive relationships, but like if you keep into yourself, right? So if you're a little standoffish and you're not quite opening up and, and you're not being that personable side, it's hard for people to get to know you. And therefore that sets a precedence right off the bat as far as you're either a, not a team player or, and you know, and maybe people are just, you know, some people are quiet in nature, which is fine. You know, that sort of thing. Um, but I think I think the more open dialogue you have, the better the mesh is going to be from the team. And if you come in there day one and sort of keep to yourself and put your blinders on, you're, you're not really helping. You're not helping A, yourself, and you're not helping B, your team who just hired you <laughs> to try to fill, fill a gap, fill a need. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. But I w- would also say that it's got to be really challenging, especially for yourself being new working in a remote environment yeah like the job inherently is very solo and you you're kind of working in in silos on your own i know you've been assigned someone but majority of your day-to-day tasks you're not going to be doing in a group setting so how do how 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 do you personally navigate against that because it's it's difficult to show you're super proactive when you're realistically like if you're doing network changes that doesn't really require that, does it? And no. we just both explained that it's a really important aspect to create those positive relationships. But the actual bedrock of your work, as in, like I said, those configuration changes mm-hmm. or talking to the customer about technical specifications don't necessarily require all of that, do they? No, I think I think there's a balance there too. I think I think you have to put it in your in your teammates terms if 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 you will or or apply it to your teammates everyday job or something that they support so from from my perspective uh and i'll use i'll use rent to kill as a, as an example they had their own teams right they had their their server and hosting teams they had a voice team they had an obviously network team they had you know desk side teams and we talked to ben you know in, in the in, an ep- in episode five. So if you miss Ben, that was a really cool episode. So go back and go back and check shout us out. out to Ben. Yeah. Shout out to Ben. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and, and hanging. But I think I, so from my perspective saying, you know, from a hosting perspective saying, Hey, you know, they spun up two DHCP servers, right. And, and load balance between them. And then your, you know, your network changes are going to expose, are going to route those, those DHCP servers throughout your entire WAN. So like, so I would be like, Hey, you know, hey Brian. Brian was actually, is the team lead over at Rentakill in the hosting department. Hey, hey, hey Brian. You know that change is coming up this week. I'm going to add routing, and now those two new DHCP servers that you spun up that you're going to move everyone to next month. That now you can start. You know that that is now live. Now you can start testing and start moving forward and things of that nature. So you almost have to put it into their perspective of okay, how does it affect them? from a day-to-day perspective, what you're doing or what you can add to their day-to-day job and they can make sense of, okay, yeah, that's good. So then once you start talking in their terms, if you will, I think that opens a line of communication of, okay, he's you know he's doing his job that's helping me. Now there's a common ground there, right? Now there's a common, you know, hey, you help me. And then next time when I need, you know, when I need a, a Windows password reset, I'm going right to Brian and be like, yo, can you... Can you help me out here? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that line of communication is open. I think you almost have to apply it in, you know, like I said, put it into their world and say, okay, um, this is my piece of your actual pie, and this is how it's going to play out. And that open that naturally opens communication when sort of worlds cross over. 
That's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, that's a really good. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so right. I, I think I think that's important. I think I think trying to fit you, what you do into other departments and how they get work done or what their pie, for lack of a better term, looks like and what their some of their goals. Because um, once you start extending that olive branch, for for lack of a better term, naturally, nine times out of ten, naturally the olive branch is then extended back to you in that aspect, and there's your open line of communication. That's a positive relationship you just formed. So I think yeah. I think I think it's a lot of that. So I, I think it's a lot of that. So again, keeping to yourself, you don't get any of that. You're kind of like you said, Dean. You're just working in a silo, and you know the boss comes and says, "Hey, have a good weekend on a, on a Friday." At, at four thirty, and you're like, okay, see you later. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, you know, and and this is pre-COVID, obviously. Um, but you know, doing the doing the culture thing, right? So going out for you know wings or or beer or whatever after after Ooh, work or after my language now uh, after a big project <laughs> and whatnot, you just finally get over that hump. You're like, yes, let's go get a steak. Yes, yeah. yeah I think of, it's I think it's mandatory. Yeah, after uh, a big project, I hear that you gotta go out. You gotta celebrate. You gotta. Uh, Talk about the highs and lows. Yep. Things you can improve. Yep. It builds a uh, commodity. Yep. Uh, it's character right there. Yeah. <laughs> relationships. Yep. And then when you work on that next project, it's just that much better. I think. I think for work relationships, I just truly think that's the best way to go. When no one's really, everyone's kind of easy and relaxed when they've got a beer or some alcoholic beverage in front of them, or even if they don't drink, it, just being in a more relaxed setting. Social setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you know what I mean? It, it just brings the tone down a little. Yeah. And, um, right. You can actually just see people for who they are and yep. it's not so business and transactional and right. so kind of blunt kind of deal. It's just, it's just easier. You know what I mean? It's just and people just, at think, that point. Yeah. Right. It's just people. And I think people, yep. I think a lot of us get lost in the nuance of work and, get trapped in like is he coming after me or is he doing it and we just saw people trying to make a living at the end of the day you know what i mean yep. and Agreed. it's just we all try to generally i'm not saying everyone but generally most of us are doing our best and um yeah so i i, I definitely get what you're coming from yeah i agree um yeah i think we're just people at that point you know and you're For gonna sure. take take your wins where you can get them go out and get a beer, get some wings. And if it's on the company dime, even better, which most of those things are. If you're going out after a big project, most of the, you know, the, the boss comes along and throws the, throws the card down on the table after everyone's, after everyone's done. So that's always helpful as well. At least that's in my yeah. experience. That's what happened. So shout out. No, that's, a, that's a general consensus. Yeah. 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 But the, the, the other mistake I wanted to mention or some of the common ones, um, like I said, keeping to yourself was one was, was the one I also feel, and I, I've, I've had this before, like failing to ask questions for, or, or clarification on, on some things. So, yes, I mean, huge. you're new, right? It's, it's, you're expected to be somewhat of a crutch in the first couple of weeks, month, whatever it is. Um, yeah. People are expecting you to ask questions. So, take advantage of that. You might as well, right? So there's yeah. no shame in asking questions or asking for, for help or clarification because obviously they know the environment better than you do. Even though they don't do your actual job, if they're still on your team or in the same space or realm, department, whatever you want to call it about, generally they'll have an answer or they can point you in the direction of somebody that, that does, right? So I think asking, failing to ask, I should say, failing to ask questions or clarification on whatever is a big part of that. Yes. 
at least at least in my world i've I've had a couple places like that where you know i've been afraid to ask because i'm supposed to be the guy and and it just it never works no i don't think that matters if you're meant to be the guy or not like everyone has a question there's something we're all unsure about something yep no one knows everything like and if you're going into a new environment a new job and you don't know how this system or products built then I think it's. I think it shows a side of intelligence that you're asking questions, especially detailed questions to around the technical aspects of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, I, it just shows a level of understanding. I don't think you can gain. Like let's let's put it this way: like when we were learning new topics in in our Cisco realm on new technologies, not everything you read or watched a video on you learned straight away. It was a there's questions where you're just like, yep. what does this actually mean? Like what is the bedrock of what is this problem solving or how does this actually work? I know I had to ask so many different questions in order to understand something like, what happens if you did it this way? What would be the result of the system? If you, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's question like answer asking questions really does result in a, a greater understanding in my in my opinion, no, I, I I agree with that. I think I think questions are the way to go. Don't be ashamed to ask questions. You're you're new; they're expected of you. You might as well take advantage of that because um, you know at some point that that question may solve a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that question may may somebody else may have that question that just afraid to ask, and and you may or someone may not have thought of that question. Yeah, there's something glaring you need, like, yeah. oh, we right. never thought of that. Right, there's an we elephant. Should in the look room. into that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that happens so many oh, times. All the time. Like, all the time. It, it, yep. it gets over. Something might get overlooked. So ask questions because yep. if you don't, and then the next four or five engineers down the line. Missed the question, and then the fifth one asked the question. Like, yeah, wasn't that obvious? Yeah, exactly. Yep. There's exactly. lots of obvious things, and yeah. some people just don't ask the obvious. It just yep. blindsides you. Yeah, yeah. They're not obvious until they hit you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, and even then, sometimes it's not obvious. <laughs> uh, until it bites you in the leg. You're like, right, am yeah, I obvious enough yeah. now. Yes, yes, you are. Yeah, um, yeah, and and the other the other uh, I had three of the common mistakes there's there's more out there trust me but these were the three that i sort of that st- stuck out to me it's an easy trap to fall into but i try to stay away from it as much as possible it's it's talking too much about previous employers right so given that bad Ooh, yeah bad vibe right bad vibe of oh they did me dirty because x it's like okay yeah they did and that's a sore spot it's raw we get it but there's a reason but no one wants moved to hear on. it yeah, hey, yeah, yeah so right. move on. <laughs> no one wants to hear it. Yeah, no one wants to hear it. Move on. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, like I said, like after you moved on, your your seat wasn't even wasn't even cold and they had a new body in there. So, it's it's nothing to them. It sticks with you because of the way they treated you, but it's just it brings morale down. There's no point to it. Like there's no win on that side of the coin if you just can consistently talk about an ex-employer however many yeah. you had it's just there's I would not even say there's not a win out of that there's no there's no you do not come out of that argument or out of that light looking any favorable it, it there's just not it's not a thing <laughs> yeah i would even say you lose in some aspects because you're you're bringing old problems to a, a new to a fresh face yeah new position yeah yeah and it's just not you know what i mean if you want to start move on and get a clean break you should just 
put that in the past and just move on. Yeah, you it's have just to. not wise to take that on and uh, bring that to your new employee. Like you said, it brings morale down. Yep. It's not their fault that you're not working there anymore. Right. You should just uh, chomp that down to experience. And some experiences in life we don't are not enjoyable or pleasant. Yep. Um, just be grateful that you're in an organization or a company that it's not like that anymore. That values you, know you for just, you. And yeah. 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 Just out of a toxic environment and just move on. That's the, yep. that's the only thing I can say about that, really. I agree. And if you that. can't, again, then therapy's for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Go talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, there's nothing wrong with that either. I, I thought about it many no, times. No, there's nothing wrong. Man. Yeah. I got to talk to somebody. They, 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 they wouldn't believe this shit I've been through. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes it's fair. Sometimes you have yeah. to get something off your chest. It could be something I've never experienced or something really heinous. And yeah, yeah maybe you do have to get it off your chest. But it, I still think the state the statement still stands that I still don't believe you should bring that into your new organization new or company, regardless. Yeah, yep. it's not because you're just going to tarnish um, potential good relationships and potentially a great um job you have for, um right for, for, for an old set of problems reputation yep whole deal yeah yeah agreed 100 percent. yeah so that that was that was the three that i've uh that kind of stuck out to me um in, in my my past life of just a couple things that i've i've done either personally or i've seen people come and go on my team that have done uh that just go oh man that's that's a that that's a red flag. Back to the, I, I have two more positives. Um, so we're <laughs> we're gonna try to wrap this up. But I, I think the other one, uh, the positive uh, to actually to do right. So when you're when you're in, you know, when you're fresh meat sort of thing, is ask for feedback. Right. You don't know, yeah. you don't know how you're doing unless you ask. Right. So whether that's from a boss or um, from a coworker before you get to the boss, you know, that sort of thing. So peer, peer review peer is, review is yeah, yeah, yeah. huge, huge, yeah. sometimes even more than the boss review. Like, that's yeah. just, you know what I mean? I mean? I've been in places where the bosses aren't involved if, uh, on, you know, with fires at Friday at, at 11 o'clock or midnight, like, you know, but the peer's been there. My, my, my colleague's yeah. been there. So I well, was not, it's, it's not just that, especially at our level that a man, a man someone who's managing us is not going to, understand the nuance and the technicality of what we're doing no, really no. so but a peer a peer would right correct that's, and no, that's a good point a peer, and a peer would understand what you're going through and how it is and maybe if a, if you're dealing with customers or a problem that's really challenging then a peer would un, i think would have a greater a more appreciative understanding than a boss would a boss is going to look at everything high level in my opinion yeah and try to maybe proactively manage it or coach you through that. But I think a peer just is going to look at it the same lens as kind of you would maybe slightly different, but right. I think, I think relatively similar. Right. Right. Same church, different pew. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I think, I think asking for feedback is huge. Um, Cause like I said, if you don't, if you don't know you're screwing up, you're just going to yeah. keep, can keep doing it. And eventually that rope is going to run out and they're going to be like, all right, Friday afternoon. All right. You're, you no longer work here, and you're like, "What?" Oh, yeah, because because in this game, people don't generally give you feedback until it's too late. Yep. Until so, you yep. have to kind of be proactive on that. If you're not, yep. Until you've re- until it's too late, and like you said, you're basically at the door. That's when, and it's too late. You can't do late. anything about Their it. Their minds already made you know up. I mean? Paperwork yeah, already yeah. gone. Yeah. 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 Precisely. So it's more. Yeah, you really have to be proactive and continually keep asking for feedback too. 
Yeah, I think this. I think yeah. it, I, and that's something I do with um, my manager and a few of my peers as well. You almost um, have to be on the threshold of annoying, asking for feedback. Yeah, like. it's definitely, <laughs> and it's not something that's never ever going to come natural. I think to you either. Right. It's something you just have to be constantly aware of. It's about. always a hard and, discussion. Yeah, to ask it's for should, yeah, it just yeah. Is. And you got and you got to give it too, which is sometimes right. not easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I've been there. Yeah, and sometimes you have to give it fearlessly and. It's not necessarily nice. Correct. Yeah, it's just it's it's part of the it's part of the gig, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. So feedback, feedback, feedback. Always, I'm I'm asking for it almost constantly, and I feel like I annoy I annoy people left and right. But it's like, look, this is this is what I do. This is my livelihood. I want to make sure I'm pulling weight and you know yeah. and being the best that that I can be and uh, bringing my skills to the team that rounds it out to to the excellent team that it is so i i I, it's also the best way anybody is gonna get like results in terms of what like the results you give out is gonna be the instant and fastest way your peers are gonna uh, see you in the respect of like no one's gonna give you information about yourself as quickly as feedback it's kind of it kind of cuts a lot of the crap out of what i'm trying to say you know i mean it gets a lot of the if someone has a problem with you and you ask for feedback, I don't know if you've gone through this in the past, Pat, but like sometimes I've not been aware of it and you're just like, oh, that was refreshing or that note. I'll, I can change that instantly. It's like if you don't ask for it, you could go for years with doing something you're not aware of. And right. you could be, I don't know, maybe upsetting someone or could be a better way of doing something. Or you're grinding like the, somebody's the, gears. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. the list could go on and you're just like, oh, and then – there's so many people in industry who don't have the courage to actually yep. give the feedback. Yep. So if you're actively asking, it's kind of half the battle, I think. Yep. I'm having flashbacks kind of go- right now. I'm like, oh, oh you man, are? That was me. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I kind of feel like you're, 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 you're out there waving a white flag saying like, you're coming in peace. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. I'm trying to do my best I can here. Like if yep. you generally have a better way on how I can, perform my job in a more efficient or manner that can suit you more then yep. yeah, i'm happy to take it on yeah like, i'm not gonna take every i'm not gonna take everything on because yep. i'm not here to you know what i mean be a doormat but ultimately correct. like i don't want to rub i'm also not here to graze everyone as well so correct it's that it's that balance really yeah absolutely yeah so feedback's a big one uh, and the last one i had here uh, and like i said there's there's plenty more out there uh these are the ones that just jumped off the page at at me and i've i've done this many times and now it's my turn to be one of these but find a mentor find a mentor (laughs) in your space at your at your company you know and 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 just soak up all that knowledge that that they have because they've been they've been in your shoes they know what it's like find a mentor and ride you know ride their coattails so as long as they're gonna let you ride them um I've, i've had a few um shout out to my buddy alex and my buddy kurt uh, those two guys were instrumental in, in getting me to where I'm at today and, and letting me piggyback off of their brains. Um, so, you know, and, and, and I still, still talk to them to this day. You know, I, I message them on LinkedIn or, or, you know, chat them on Facebook, whatever. So, yeah, and they're, they're always willing to, to help and, 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 uh, you know, give me a second pair of fresh eyes or whatever. So yeah, you got to find a mentor and, and there's a, there's a certain, there's a certain kind of person out there that it takes to be a mentor. I, I found because um, a lot of the like the really super smart guys, um, they're usually looking to give back to somebody. Um, but then you come across a guy that like 
who's been in IT for like 40 years and is just like riding to retirement. And he's like, he's kind of angry at everybody that, you know, at, at, you know, every, like he's just, he's just like pissed off at the world. And you're like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask him today. I'll, I'll maybe ask him tomorrow after he's had his coffee, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, there's so, I mean, there's, it definitely takes a certain type of personality to be a mentor. And I, I found two good ones, um, that are still friends to this day. So, uh, I, I, I say find a mentor, hang on to him and, and let him sort of, uh, you know, bring you both along to the promised land if you will yeah mentor is huge i mean especially finding a good huge. mentor it's difficult i've um i've always had good mentors however i have seen an industry where there has been poor mentors and it's kind of sad to see when you see a fresh engineer sign up with a poor mentor and it's just yep their career just goes down the toilet basically yep. or they oh, just man. do that guy's they gonna do be out things of the, the wrong way you know yeah <laughs> and it's really sad to see but no i agree to keep it positive having a good mentor one's knowledgeable i would also go so far to say that if you could pick your mentor try to pick someone who you aspire to be it's a bit like going to the gym yeah and like if you want to get buff train with the buff dude if you want to so, get like smart then train with the train with the smart guys smart or people, the girls yeah. or 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 if you want to work on your soft skills and that's where you want to go in like look at people in the organization who are always organized or have like 10 contingency plans and they can just like like literally <laughs> they can't be touched like work with people like that where nothing just in the working environment just seems to phase them like nothing it's nothing like they haven't seen before. There's there's individuals in most workplaces where if you leave it to them, they could probably just run the company on their own. Yep. They don't get enough credit. They like those are the ones I really feel you should work with because those are the ones who, are, like you said, are going to allow you to move on to that next stage or platform in your life where you can um, take that next job or career move. Or yep. they get it. Yeah, they, they do get, get it. it. Yeah. Yeah, they, just, they get it. Just, yeah, it just clicks in their heads and they get it. So you yeah. just got to find those guys and that'll let you, you know, come along for the ride, so to speak. And there's a lot out there. Oh, yeah. You got to be serious, though. They're, oh, not, yeah. they're not into, like, no, you can't be wishy-washy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't show up late. Don't, yep. like, yep. if they show you something, bring pen and paper. Because if, like, they ask you questions and you don't, you didn't write it down, it's going to annoy them. Yep. Like some of these guys, most of the guys I'm talking about are generally old school. Yep. So Agreed. they they look at their time as valuable. And if you're not taking it serious, they're not going to take you serious. It's just how it is. It and is. sometimes you just have to acquiesce to the way they do things because they're inundating you and supplying you with a wealth of information and knowledge yep. as opposed to. So just sit back, take go for the ride, and yeah, you'll be good. Just have at it. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. those are just a couple of things that just talking about being the new guy since I am the new guy. Just started a new a new gig, so we figured it would be a, a good conversation to you know what that looks like and and some of the pitfalls that we've seen uh, over our careers and and trying to set you guys up for success and uh, breaking in and getting getting uh, comfortable with your new role and and what to do and some things to stay away from. So um, I think we got a skedaddle out of here because uh fun fact um i am using a new laptop i'm actually using my personal laptop tonight and i am down to six percent battery so 
<laughs> kind of, I'm like, oh, I got to get through this or else I'm going to get cut off. So I think that is it. Did, did you have anything else, Dean, to, to add? No, that was it. No, oh. I feel like, like I, yeah, we covered, uh, covered a lot of ground. Good, uh, yeah, good amount of ground cool. and information on that. So, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, I want to thank everybody, or we want to thank everybody for joining in this week. Um, so you want to be in IT? Make sure you visit our website, so you want to be in it.buzzsprout.com, which, by the way, before this podcast went live, uh, I gave Dean a little preview of our actual website that's coming, and it uh, it looks pretty good, if I must say so myself. So we've got some final touches coming on that thing, and we're going to release that to the world uh, in the next few weeks here. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But from that uh, buzzsprout.com uh, site, uh, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your, your podcast. We're basically there. Uh, you throw us a rating on iTunes as well. That would be good. That plays with the fresh and new, um, new and noteworthy, I guess they call it now, uh, algorithms so we get to the top of the list. Or, you know, simply tell a friend. That works as well. So we've had some really good feedback in the first couple of episodes we've done. So we're going to keep on uh, plowing through these here and uh, as long as you find it relevant, we'll keep doing it. So, uh, yeah, be sure to help, to tell a friend and help us out there uh, as well. So word of mouth works just as good some days as these uh, social medias out there. So, And then, again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at So You Want to Be an IT, uh, Facebook.com so you, slash So You Want to Be an IT. Uh, and then we have a Discord server. Uh, the invite is in the show notes along with all of those social networks. The the links are in the show notes as well if you uh do uh, care to follow us so uh i think that's it dean good to go we have some really cool shows coming up some really cool guests so we're just kind of working out some timelines and getting everybody scheduled so uh stay tuned for the next couple episodes there are going to be some really cool stuff coming up so dean uh that is it and uh we'll see you guys next time yeah see you guys thank you for joining all right guys catch you later is anybody there